Warning, this episode contains explicit content. Please proceed with caution. and welcome to Whiskey Sex Talk. I am your host, Romeo. She is a Tantra educator and registered nurse for 30 plus years. She's been on Playboy Radio, Amber Rose Slut Walk, and The Strategist, and was recently featured on LA Weekly. She is the founder of Yes Tantra, which is a blend of science and sexuality. And most importantly, life is too short for shitty sex and shrinking our own power Welcome to the show, Dominique. Hi, thanks for having me here. It's going to be a juicy conversation. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on the show, and thanks for being our, our, uh, the guest for today. So, Dominique, let's get started. Normally, I always ask this uh, uh, our guests when they come on the show to tell us a little bit about themselves and how they got here. Mm. Well, I'm a Scorpio. I'm born on Halloween, and Scorpios <laughs> were like the sex sign of the Zodiac. So I've always been super curious and fascinated about sex. Even since I was a young girl, I used to read my mom's Cosmo magazines and look at the sex tips. So this just has kind of been my life path even before I realized it. Um, but a decade ago, I had my first experience with a lover who had studied Tantra and had mastered a lot of the skills of amazing, being an amazing lover with these Tantric skills. And I had my first soulgasm, right? The Orgasm, the intense pleasure that I experienced literally rocked me to the core of my being and completely opened and shifted me in ways. Um, I call it like kind of like a sexual awakening. And I was already having amazing sex before this, but more from the superficial ego needing validation mm -hmm. parts of me. And then, you know, I was guarded from past traumas. So many of us have had past traumas right, yep. in our life experience. And so I was really guarded and this just really cracked me open and helped me connect even to my purpose. And this, yeah, it's been a decade ago, but it radically shifted who I am and how I live my life. Nice. So let me ask you this. Thank you so much for sharing that. I actually find that fascinating that you said you were having fantastic sex, but on a superficial level, which means you really weren't having on that deeper level. Now here's on season last season we actually had a guy come on the show. Um, he spoke about tantra and how uh, it helps men. Now my question for you: How is tantra uh, helping women? How does that? How does tantra help women? Mm, great question. It helps you because it helps you tune into your body more deeply. A lot of times we're in our modern world we're living so much from the neck up. And we're overthinking and just go, 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 go. And when we're overthinking, we're under feeling. So Tantra helps you with using your five senses to drop into your body. So you experience pleasure on a deeper level and also helps you to start letting go of shame because so much in society has shamed both men and women about sex, but especially women, because there was a lot of shaming around women yes. to kind of control women. Right. Because at least for women, like when we have a baby, we know it's ours. But men didn't have that luxury. So there was a lot of like, let me make sure this is my child because I'm going to pass on my land and my 
wealth to this child. And so there was a lot of like wanting to be sure women were behaving in a certain way. Because even if you think about back in that time, there was the scarlet letter if women committed adultery, but they didn't make men wear the scarlet letter. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. Double standard. So with all this shame that we have about our sexuality, even if we're desiring certain things, we can feel shame about it because that's not what a good woman would do. That's not what wifey material would do. That's not a way a mother should behave. Right. So even though our partners really want us to be sexual beings, the way we see that a lot of women can't feel empowered in their sexuality because there's layers of shame that get enmeshed in it. So it really helps you to start to separate that and connect to your sexual energy and be empowered by it. Because in our society, there's so much shame and women will disconnect from it or will use it like I was using it in a really negative way to be dominant over other people or to have my ego validated, to get the attention that I was wanting. A lot of times, um, so many People, if they didn't have over 95% of adults received inadequate parenting. So especially if we have parents that were not emotionally present, Mm -hmm. we can really crave sex because that's our way to finally get plugged into someone literally and have all of their attention on us for that moment. When maybe when we were kids, our needs were always pushed away. So there's levels and layers to it. But what helps you so much is when we just, when we connect to our sexual center our sacral chakra, the chakra centers in Tantra, when you connect to that energy within you and you don't feel shame about it, you're empowering yourself in so many levels of your life. And you realize you are the creatrix of your life. You know, this energy is creative life force energy. Yes. There should be no shame in such creation. So when you know how to channel it towards what do I want? Not what does society want me to be? What does my man fantasize for me to be? You know, you know, kind of what is the world expecting of me, but what is my truest desire? And then connecting with that and feeling empowered by it and liberated. You know, um, here's, you know, you said something very interesting and I I do, I do agree with you hundred percent that women have been conditioned to feel shame when it comes to sex. Um, I think the majority of us in general, but specifically I want to say that women in overall, you know, women's orgasm is very i want to say intricate if that's if that's the correct word but it's 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 not as simple as the male orgasm is and i will say that and women have been conditioned to cater to the man or to the significant the other to worry about the other person but not really tune into your body and really have that exploration and have that give yourself that I think they say that the like the average woman says that you know that the average woman actually not many women actually experience true orgasm, and I know the little that I know about tantra is that tantra is really very feminine focused if that's correct. Uh, I think yeah. that's that's from what I understand, and it's interesting to know how much how many how many men are so much. I feel like men are starting to realize and are starting to kind of know that in order to really be good partners for their significant other, specifically their female par- partners, they need to know how to match that orgasm or how to be at that level because you can't just be with somebody 
and be done and leave the other person when they haven't even they haven't even reached full full orgasm you know you got to really know how to go up and down and there's so much to to really to sex you know it's not just about inserting the penis into the vagina and that's and, and then having the you know coming and then that's it boom we're done there's so much it's you know we really here's the thing I'm all about sex positivity, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're dating, whether you're just, you know, having flings here and there. I really believe that we genuinely have to understand ourselves completely uh, sexually to really lead very fulfilling lives because I believe in sex exercise. And I really genuinely believe that a lot of us um, specifically, I think people um, now are starting to kind of just um, realize that they need to be a little bit more mindful when it comes to to sex. And I'm seeing now that there's a wave, women, men, but specifically women want to know, like you ask, have you, if you ask a woman down in the streets, have you had a real orgasm? Most likely they don't even, they have or they haven't, but I want to say the majority of them don't. And of course I'm talking about Western United States women, but any, this applies to anybody. Now, how what what do you do? You work with women. How do you help them with? How do you plug in tantra? You explain how tantra is. How do you ex, how do you help women? Yes, because tantra is like you said, the mindfulness. It's a mindfulness practice, and our brain is our largest sex organ. And it, like I said earlier, when we're overthinking, we're underfeeling. So we can be so disconnected from our bodies, either from a past sexual trauma, mm -hmm. from shame, not feeling comfortable with our bodies, and we're so disconnected. So whenever I work with women, it's diving into like, where are their pleasure blocks? Where are their intimacy blocks? What's holding them back? Because a lot of times women can have an orgasm when they're alone. It's just they have a challenge when they're partnered and partnered sex. And so just like, what is happening for you? What's coming up as far as any blocks? And like, what can we do to optimize your body? Because your body's the instrument to experience pleasure and pleasure is medicine. What can we do so that you can experience more pleasure? And how much pleasure can you allow yourself to receive even when you're alone? Because a lot of times when women will self-pleasure, men too, when we self-pleasure, we know our bodies so well. Yes. We can go from point A to Z really quick but, and give ourselves a quickie. But if a lover was to take that little time with us, we would resent them and be like, gosh, is that's it? Right. And that's really what our inner self wants to know. Like, why don't you let me really fully receive pleasure? Why is your pleasure just about what you can give for someone else or someone else's validation? I want to enjoy you because remember, you are your longest lasting relationship from your first breath to your last. And when you can expand how much pleasure you can receive and allow yourself to receive more, then you're able to actually receive and share more pleasure with someone else. So that's one. And then safety, creating safety in your body through if your nervous system has been dysregulated from just the stress of the life, your career, or past traumas? How do we start to calm your nervous system down so that you can relax? Because if you're subconsciously being hypervigilant and always scanning for safety, and it's something you've learned from maybe a childhood wound or a toxic relationship that's kept you really in these states of hyper-awareness, your orgasm is not at the intersection of hyper-vigilance. Right. Yes, I believe that. So when you can fully surrender and relax... And let go of those fears that are holding you back. 
then you're actually able to receive more pleasure. And that's another reason why a lot of times women can experience orgasm solo, not with a partner, because maybe there's something where they're not quite fully feeling safe with the other, whether it's real or imagined, but women are very intuitive. So. Of course, hundred percent. You know, you you touch up on a couple of things, and I have some follow up questions. But I do, I really want to comment on something that you said. You know, I'm an actor. I'm Meisner trained, and one of the things that you have to know to as to be a, a really good actor, when you see these actors, they're really feeling what they're feeling on the screen, on stage. A true, a really good actor. I'm talking about people who put the put in the work. What's interesting is. In order for us to be available and be receptive and response and be very, you know, uh, quick to, 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 to react, we have to be extremely relaxed. We cannot be nervous because nervousness means you're in your head and, you, and you're going to be so cerebral about it. And you can see that in actors, you know, when they're starting off, new actors, you see them. But the best actors are, if you know, if you really do know acting, you have to be really relaxed because it. the more relaxed you are, the more free you're able to feel the emotions, feel what's going on, pick up the cues, you know, pick up literally the subtle things that the person in front of you is giving you. And from there, you're able to react. And what I'm realizing now um, doing this podcast is, when it comes to mindfulness, there's so much. Uh, I want to say acting is you, you have to practice mindfulness. But what I'm learning is you have to, you said you have to be relaxed. You have to be mindful. If you're in a state of shocked or angry or upset or whatever it is, if you're in your head, period, you're not going to be able to enjoy anything in bed or in life. Now, here's a question that I have for you because you touched up on a couple of things. When it comes to the female orgasm, what is it that men think women want in bed? Well, because men, you know, we never got the sex education that we deserve. Mm -hmm. Sex education, if you recall, is either based around fear, shame, don't get an STD, don't get pregnant, be abstinent, all of these things. But never did anyone tell us the beauty of sex, the amazingness of pleasure. Yeah the deep intimacy we can experience. So since we don't get the proper education, both men and women will go and look at watching adult videos Just because terrible. we're trying to figure it out. And that is actually dumbing us down. Right. So from watching those videos, a lot of men are having these ideas based on these stories of what women really want. And it's not what women want. Exactly. A lot of men think just doing that jackhammer move and going really yeah. fast is what women want. And it's not. And so, you know, I'll just give you a quick demo. If you're, as long as you're not driving, you can do this. Just if you put your hands together and rub them back and forth really, really fast. And then if you notice just go start going really slow back and forth with your hands. Notice how much more sensation you can feel when you slow down. And your brain, again, is your largest sex organ. So when you're going so fast, one, the male is creating a lot of effort. He's putting in a lot of work. He's creating more tension in his body, which makes men finish faster. And then the woman can't even process or feel all that emotion. It's almost numbing us out. Right. Well, so I mean, there's fast. so much, there's so many nerves down there. Fast. Right. So slowing down is really great. And the woman can actually feel more pleasure, you know, but there's these, you know, songs are like 
eat the pussy up, et cetera, et cetera. It, it, you know, <laughs> all it, these it, things it, that we hear. Yeah. No, I'm, I apologize. And one Continue. of my friends shared with me, sorry to interrupt, but one of my friends that's an adult shared with me that she had recently been with a new lover and that she was so sore and she was telling him like, I can't like, we can't do it like this. And he still continued to do that. And I mean, I wish she just would have just, did she say something? You know, got up and left. She did try to tell him that she's too nice for her own good. And that's what a lot of women are such people pleasers. Yes. That they won't voice it, but then they're not going to want to be with you again. Y so you gotta be, you gotta be sexually honest for sure. Hey, I don't like this. I like this. I, you, you, this is the hardest thing too. I want to say when it comes to sex, like you gotta be sexually honest honest with your partner it doesn't matter if you feel that your partner is gonna you can't we have to remove that band-aid oh i'm gonna be judged because i i like feet or i like hands and i i like you know this and that you know what i'm talking about you we cannot walk around like this because in order to liberate ourselves we have to come clean with our partners because they are the ones that are going to be able to at least um try to fulfill those fantasies or, or, or try to fulfill us sexually in those ways even if they're not even interested and they're like hey well i won't go this but the fact that you put that out there it's gonna make them think wait a minute you know if you if you really love that person i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do that or i'm gonna see what i can do because she, the, he or she wants that and it's interesting that your friend here she is in a situation where she wasn't really genuinely honest and as a result you know it wasn't it, it was they were incompatible clearly they were not compatible and um yeah and she did initially try to say it to him but then he just then then i think the next time they were together he was more gentle again and then the time after that he just went back to that same yeah way of being and so you know she hasn't gone she's not going to go see him anymore and you know we do need to communicate to these things i remember i had a lover that he would do this thing where he would get his you know, some people can give you love bites, but he would yeah. bite me, but get like the, like a little tiny sliver of skin and pinch the crap out of it. It hurts. So it wasn't so pleasurable. Bad. Oh my God. And so that was like one of the first times we had been together. And the next time I went over to his house and we were together, I, as we started to get things going again, this is before Tantra. I looked at him and I said, I'm going to let you know that if you, if you bite me like that again, I'm going to punch you in the face. And I'm not advising <laughs> that, but I'm just saying, I was like, do not do that again. Cause that is, was really painful. Like if I don't enjoy that, you need to not do that. And that's good that you did that. And, and, you know, you said it, we come, we haven't been properly educated. There is no specific structure in any, I don't think in any cult, in any country right now, how to properly educate people. It is our responsibilities. Listen, I was a teenager and there was two shows that I used to watch as a, as a kid. Now I'm not saying I'm an expert. I'm not like, you know, um, but what I'm saying is I, I made it my responsibility. I was curious as a teenager, what I wanted to say, two shows that I, 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 I watched at night, <laughs> like as a teenager in the living room, in my room, you know, was Real Sex on HBO and Loveline. And from that, I accumulated so much, not, not knowledge, but I really accumulated a lot of stuff that now, as an adult, I'm able to look back and be like, where did I, oh, I was like, it was because from that show I learned that and this. But it's be, what am I saying here? We have to educate ourselves. And 
by that means we have to really know exactly what we want in bed, but specifically know like we have to be open that there is a like when it comes to sexual wellness, it's it, there's an abundance of information out there. And listen, there, you can't go wrong. And porn, that's my point. Porn, it is detrimental to the mind and you can go wrong with that <laughs> it's it's really terrible i mean i hope i i was i hope i'm correct about that but i'm saying i believe this like it's so terrible for our minds body and soul it removes us it, they you, you're seeing so many tiktok videos and so many people speak up about this now like you know the whole now people there's this movement people are no longer like the whole masturbating to porn it desensitizes you you just said it guys go into Relate, going to have sex or make love, thinking there's some porn star. It is a fucking movie. It is an entertain. It's called adult entertainment. It's no different than watching uh, Tom Cruise jump off a building to another building, another roof. I'm not gonna go do that because that's not real. It's 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 it's, it's the expectations are terrible. And if anybody believes, oh, I'm gonna try that. Listen, they're porn stars. I mean, they're adult stars for a reason, and it's all just to me. It's it's to it's to cause that arousal, but it's not something that you can go and let me go apply this over here. Let me try this with. You can't. It's terrible. The best way you got to experiment with your partner, your significant others, have that exploration, and really allow yourself to to go everywhere or wherever you guys want to go. Um, there's no right or wrong answer. It's all about exploring together. And, um, and I feel this is, there is that miscommunication in intimacy. I really do feel that so many people, um, I mean, I, I feel that a lot of us are, we miscommunicate when it comes to intimacy. We know how to communicate. Oh, I have a connection with this person, but it all comes down to how it is in the bed. Like, have you been really sexually like honest? Like, can you tell that person, Hey, I, I like this. I like that, you know? And listen, there are great people out there too, men, women that really are very mindful and they do ask, hey, what are you into? What do you like? Do you want this? You know, want that? Do you want, you know, they, they talk to you, you know, or, you know, you have that. Now, I, here's my other thing I want to ask. Now, you mentioned about, well, actually, I have another question before I get to the other one. What is the reason one feels that they are in a sexless marriage? Why is that feeling? Why do we feel that? Because I think initially, you know, women, when they're wanting to get married, there's so much pressure on women in society to be chosen by a man, like the whole Disney movies, mm -hmm. all this. Even when we're little children, we're playing house. We are having baby dolls and we're already being moms. Do you see young boys running around and playing with little dolls and sh and conditioning themselves to be a father? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is something from an early boys. age. <laughs> And then we're thinking that that is supposed to be part of like, as we grow up and into adults, that's the next steps that we're supposed to be doing. So then there's this drive for women to be married, to be chosen, to have the pick me. Know, some, <laughs> yeah. To, to show off their wedding ring, to say that they're engaged, all of that stuff. And then after the wedding, a lot of times, then the reality comes in and they're like, what am I doing? Right. But there's a lot of, there could be more of an interest in sex when women are trying to get the man, right? And then once you've got the man, so maybe they're not even that thrilled with the sex, but they don't know anything different. It's kind of 
all sex from a lot of people is so mediocre or even less than mediocre. So, you know, you're, you, you have that and then you're doing it for a few years with your partner and then you have maybe have children and things like that. And then those demands come in and that reduces your bandwidth because women, if you, there's a great documentary called fair play documentary. There's a book. It's F A I R P L A Y. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend men mm -hmm. and women with families check that out because it will, this will all make more sense. But then a lot of, even for women, if they're career oriented, it's still a lot of this superwoman stuff of you've got to be a super mom and hold it all together. Blah, blah, blah. And if the woman is so drained energetically and doesn't even have enough time to resource herself or love on herself, and then her partner's just like, me, 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 pay attention to me. I want sex. I want this. I want that. It's just like, it almost feels like you have an extra child. Yes. Well, there's always way. that, you know, look at sitcoms. Or look at the joke, yeah. you know, sitcoms is like the mom, there's always that joke. Oh, he's my, he's my oldest son, the husband. It's like, he, he's the immature. I get it. Yeah. There's jokes about this. And that's there's so truth. insulting to men too. Of course. 100%. But what happens is a lot of men will not resource their own self-love. They will not resource their own pleasure. They don't know how to have pleasure. If they're looking in self-pleasuring, they're usually looking at adult videos and it's something fast and it's paying attention to the other and it's not them really loving on themselves or being fully present with themselves or allowing them to receive even pleasure for a long time. I'll have clients that I'm, when I'm coaching men and they will feel uncomfortable. Sometimes it's like, I can last a longer when I'm with my wife than I'm on my own because it's almost, they're not motivated to just do it for themselves. But if they're not resourced in themselves and they're not being their own best lover, especially time when you have little kids and all these other demands, then you're literally approaching your partner from an empty cup from scarcity. Right. And you're like, pour into me, pour into me, but you're not willing to pour into yourself. And that's where there's a disconnect. Right. hundred percent. Right. So it makes it not sexy. It's not, you're, you're coming with a needy energy and that's very repelling. But then later in time, I think women start to realize, you know, if I'm continually having sex and I'm not having an orgasm or they're finishing before me and then it, they just roll over and fall asleep or they're only nice to me or help me out around the house when they want when sex, they want sex yeah. you know, it just seems to be this weird exchange starts to happen instead of having intimacy and connection. And then women can start to resent it because like I can spend more time shaving and prepping and grooming my body than the whole act even lasts. And then the other thing is we're taught as women, I remember being in high school and it just being a whole thing of like, don't give a guy blue balls. Don't give a guy blue balls like that. Shame on you. You don't want to be one of those girls that does that. But when you think about it, men, a lot of men are giving women blue ovaries because a lot of men True. are the ones that are leaving women all turned on thinking it's going to be romantic time. And because their arousal cycles are different between men and women, and a lot of men don't understand this. Men can be ready to go like that, but it can take women 20 minutes or more to be even fully aroused. So if they can't even last longer than 20 minutes to get a woman to that state and they're finishing, like they're missing each other. Well, it's, they're not compatible. And then the woman can just be, start to lose interest because it's like, why am I even coming? Why am I showing up to this party? Every time I show up for this and I'm hoping it's something different, he's disconnected. I, women are so intuitive. He's just... Right. 
fantasizing about something he saw in an old divinity on the head. He just treats me like I'm a body he can masturbate into. That's a lot of times how women can feel. So then the women are like, you know what? I'm good. I don't have the time or the energy for that. You, you know, um, it's, uh, it's very, very, uh, I don't want to say sad, but if, if you're, if, if you're, if you're in a relationship where you see this, look, you can, you can improve it. This is what, this is what, this is what sexual wellness is all about. You can improve it and become better. Um, and I think that that's the biggest thing now that we're seeing is there's this amount of wellness that we all want to really be really good partners. We really want to make our other, the other significant other happy. And I definitely do believe that men as well, as much as women, I feel like, um, men do want to, you know, be there. Not, they don't want to be a one minute man. They don't want, they want to be like, Hey, I made my girl, like she got, she had a full orgasm because of me. Like I was there. I was, you know, and not only that, but to be part of that journey is amazing. And, and I think also too, like, you know, there is this expectation too, that a guy has to finish sex doesn't have to equate to like you, like a guy finishing complete, you know, and, and, and that's it. That that's the end of the, of sex. There's so much to it. There's foreplay. There's so much you can do to call, to create that arousal. So when you're in that moment, you're both, you're both synced to the same, you're on the same page with the same rhythm. And it's, 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 I really recommend people to really start focus to really, I really, I'm all about this. I'm all about, sexual wellness, like whether you're religious, secular, whatever, I really think that you could always be a better partner in bed, whether for your husband, your wife, your spouse, your fiance, whatever. Here's what I want to know. You, and This is the, the question I actually had that I'm holding on to right now is that you mentioned earlier on that um, you said that there needs to, f- women need to feel safe to feel orgasmic. Yes. Can you touch up on that? Yes. Again, that's like if, if you're not fully feeling safe in the relationship and there, or if something has happened, you have experienced a lot of trauma and your nervous system is dysregulated, then you're not able to slow down and relax in your body to feel safe enough to surrender. Because orgasm isn't something that you make happen. It's something that you create a safe sport, space for it to land and to allow and to re- be able to receive it. But again, if we're always, if we've even had childhood trauma, if you notice that a female partner has like a startle reflex, so you come in the room and they startle and jump, mm-hmm. I'm real, I'm do that and realize, I thought everyone did that, but I didn't realize that that's actually a sign of childhood trauma. And so you can be in these states where you're used to always tuning into your environment so much and you have done it for so long, sometimes you don't even know that you're doing it. It's just how you move through the world. Because when you're a kid, if you didn't feel really safe in your home or really safe in your body, you're always checking how everyone else is around you to make sure, am I safe, am I safe, am I safe, am I safe? So if something is happening with your partner, especially a female intuition, if they're not sure, is he doing something? Is he seeing someone else? Or he starts speaking disrespectfully or starts yelling more? Or when men drive, a lot of times men can really scare women the way they drive. Yes. Or people. And they're staying, they're like tailgating someone. 
and they're speeding up. And the way it, the way it feels in a car when you're in a passenger seat versus a driver's seat is different. Even the feel in the seat is a different experience. You feel less in control. And so if you're doing things like that, then you're getting your lover into a fight or flight. You're getting them into the into the sympathetic state and their their nervous system and speeding things up and having them on high alert. And then if you're driving like that after dinner and you want to get back home and re, you know romance them and seduce them, you've already gotten them on high alert in their nervous system. You're dysregulating them. Wow. And if you're telling them, oh, that's you're just stop nagging me about my driving. No, 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 no. Right. Right. But that you have to have your partner feeling safe and the safer she can feel in your presence that you're not just going to yell at the drop of a hat, that you're not taking your anger out on her and you become a safe space and know that the foreplay begins as soon as the last sexual experience ends. So how you're communicating with her, how you're showing up to help with things, the kind of partner that you're being outside of the bedroom is going to impact how things are inside the bedroom. That's amazing. Because a lot of men, they stop doing date night. I will say this. A lot of men will stop doing the date night because it's almost like they think, I don't need to do all that. I'm just going to get to lay back in bed with her later tonight Mm -mm. and I'll just kind of roll over and Mm -mm. hope I can get me some. Like so low effort. And it's just like, now they're exhausted. You know, and so it's just like not a cool thing. Like I don't, for me, I'm older. I'll, I'll be 55 on Halloween. And I've had relationships where I've told men, I really need a date night because again, your brain is your largest sex organ. And for me, anticipating it is a big turn on for me. It gets me going. Plus I can know, Hey, do I need, what is my bandwidth for today? Do I need to maybe nap earlier in the day? So I'm going to have more energy when it's time for sexy time tonight. You know, and I can plan my day out and kind of get in that headspace for it. And so I would have a lover and I would just constantly let him know, Hey, I, telling you, I, this is something I really need. I really need to have a date night. We were living together. This is something that is really important to me. And he would be like, yes, 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 yes. You know, we'll do that. And he wouldn't do it. Oh, he wouldn't no. do it. Such a trauma. And so when we, that's the last person that I've lived with. And after that, I was like, you know what? I didn't even think if I get married, we'll have to have a duplex or they'll have to live down the street because I am just not available anymore for someone to think just because they get to get into my bed, that that's all they have to do after they get me. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you cannot continue to romance me, I'm just not interested. That That's just uh, that's just where I am right now. Because I think there's a lot of men that really don't understand. It's like, you know, you need to schedule time with me. You can't just take for granted that just because we're in relationship, you have access to me. That's just me. No. You you know what you touched up you you said something so valuable that um I've talked about this on on the podcast a couple of seasons ago that it you know first of all if you're with someone whether you're married whatever it is that is your ride or die like your ride or die and you gotta this is the person you're gonna be spending the rest of your life or whoever you're with this is you need to be excited. Every time it can't be like you can't treat it like like a like a commodity, like it's a brand new car. It's a toy. You can't. And, and you know, you get bored of it. No, you can't. You got to keep that intimacy. You got to keep that romance going. And you mentioned something, the date night. That is so important. It's so important for couples or people in general to have that sacred time with each other. 
And foreplay, when it comes to foreplay, you said it. The the foreplay begins when the when the last sex session ends. And it's so true. There's so many ways you can create foreplay in anticipation. So when you do come together, it's like hot. You know, it's like good sex. And there's so many things out there. I've talked about this on the podcast. I, you know, like uh, you can be sexting. You can be doing this. They even have now vibrators where I can download the app and my partner, I can send, you know, they wear the vibrator. It's, you know, you get it. I can send polls. There's so many ways. Technology has made it so much easier. And cr- and it's so creative, like the technology is coming out for like to create foreplay. How do we create intimacy? Date night. I think that going out on dates uh, is very important. I, I believe that you at least three times a, a, a month or in a week, you know, uh, you know, once a week is you got to create that time because otherwise you're going to disconnect, you fall apart and then you move, you know, you, you kind of drift apart and it's terrible. And I think that, you know, we got to take care of each other. Listen, when you're in a relationship and you really love someone, you got to take care of it. You got to take care of that person you take care of that person, that person will take care of you. But really, you got to nourish it. You got to, you can't abandon it because then it dies. It's like a plant. You know, it's like anything else. You, if you stop fly, uh, watering it, it's going to die. Um, I want to yeah. ask you something. Uh, actually, um, what are some like sub rich uh, pleasure rituals uh, that we can do in anticipation for, let's just say, to create that um, intimate? intimacy with our partners one of the best things you can do actually is to have a meditation practice because your brain is your largest sex organ so even if you do it for just a few minutes a day with neuroplasticity your brain cells you're going to create you know more connection between your brain and your body and the overthinking the monkey mind that can come in and distract us from our pleasure where we're trying to be intimate with a lover but the stressors of the day, the to-do list that didn't get done, someone said something offensive in a meeting, you're dreading something tomorrow, those things can creep in. And if we don't know how to be fully present and drop in and not let our thoughts take over, then that's going to impact us in the bedroom. So if we start having, you know, even a mini meditation practice and beginning in the morning is usually easier because our brains are already in like theta brainwave state when we first wake up and that's the easiest time to introduce Yes. Uh, a meditative practice can really enhance things. And then taking long, slow, deep belly breaths and breathing in like really deep in. And you need practice right now. If you want to take a long, slow, deep inhale through your nose, expanding your belly with air like a balloon, then a long, slow, deep exhale through your mouth, gently relaxing your belly towards your spine. Long, slow inhale in. Long, slow, deep exhale out. Just even taking a few long, slow, deep breaths like this before you're going to be intimate can help you drop in with your body and with your partner too. You can synchronize your breathing together. You can even give each other a loving embrace. And Tantra, there's a position called yabyum where the uh, one person can be sitting with their legs crossed and then the other person can straddle that person and wrap their legs around them. And then your heart and your energy centers are lined up, your chakras can be heart to heart you can give a loving embrace and then just breathe in and synchronize your breathing and long slow deep breaths and then you can lean back and just have eye gazing which is a very intimate practice because 
that increase intimacy into me, you see the eyes are the windows to the soul. So mm-hmm. just eye gazing and nice deep breaths and starting to relax and slow down your body and your nervous system and regulate your nervous systems. So we think that we're in relationship with our partners. Oh, we love their sense of humor. You know, they have great legs. He's tall, dark and handsome. I get along with Capricorns, blah, blah, blah. Like we can have this long, long list of like what excites us about our partners or who this person is that we're dating. We don't realize that we're truly in relationship with their nervous system. And if each one of us can have some practices to be able to regulate our own nervous systems, and then when we're together to co-regulate together our nervous systems so that when challenges, the stresses of life show up, we can support one another. When a trigger or an activation from a childhood wound comes up, we can be resourced and support one another. We will have so much more harmony and so much more safety in our relationships that we're totally unaware of this. And if we're dysregulated, when we're regulated and our nervous system is relaxed, that's when the Einstein brain is here, logical brain. And we can be resourced and we can problem solve and we can be creative. We can be creative in bed, right? Our, you know, we are fully resourced. But if our, we're dysregulated, we have Frankenstein brain in. And that's when we may say something that we regret we're making decisions impulsively without thinking things through and we're creating more chaos in ourselves, in our relationships, in the world around us. So a lot of things with nervous system work and regulation is so important. And so many people have had traumas in their past. The mm-hmm. three tenets of Tantra are breath, sound, and movement. This is wisdom from over 5,000 years. When I became a trauma-informed master coach last year in Elementum Coaching, they shared with us that the three things that support healing from trauma are breath, sound, and movement. This is literally the sexual healing that Marvin Gaye would sing about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you can use these tantric practices, then you can actually experience more pleasure. So just taking your time, again, like you were sharing, don't be so focused on the goal or an orgasm. Enjoy the journey, the process, and how much pleasure can you give and receive with your partner is a really beautiful practice. And just like how much pleasure can we share and taking our time within that and just stretching that out. And, you know, you'll be surprised, you know, where you can really go with it when you're able to have these intimate experiences. Wow. Dominique, thank you so much for that. And listen, if people want to get a hold of you, specifically women, even though you work with men as well, um, uh, how do we get a hold of you? Oh, thanks for asking. You can reach me at yestantra.com. And my YouTube channel is Yes Tantra. But on yestantra.com, you can also request a complimentary discovery call with me. You apply for that. And um, we can have a conversation and see how I can support you based on your goals, challenges, you know, what's really happening for you. And I also have on my website some courses and masterclass replays. Nice. I'm about to have a live one coming up in, um, soon, and it's going to be a blow his mind Ooh, nice. uh, masterclass. It's going to be really great because I'm a tantric coach, been a sex expert, I'm a Scorpio, 
And when I was young, I started watching <laughs> Dr. Ruth when I was younger. I'm oh, a different I love generation. Dr. Ruth. Yes, I met her. Yes. And so <clears throat> combining all of those things and then with sexual health and wellness from being a nurse, I joke that I'm the head nurse. It's going to be a really amazing class, but it's also going to be available for replay for those who don't get awesome. to touch it live. All right, so ladies. Those are the places you can find me. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today. I am your host, Romeo. Till next time.